In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, and actually, I'm with you. Aha! From uh, East Bridgewater, the queen of East Bridgewater's most haunted, the blonde <laughs> bombshell herself, Anne Kerrigan. Well, hello, everybody. So We're I'm in actually, East Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, on your hood, right? He's in the hood. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> and we, we are broadcasting live from... Uh, Mrs. Swift's and more in East Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. And it's an antique store. Yes, it is. So that, that's perfect for me, right? <laughs> yeah. We're going to hang you up and leave you here. <laughs> so joining us today, which is, is kind of cool, we have the... The owner of the antique show and show, show, store, shop, there shop, there you go. And she is also a paranormal investigator, which is kind of cool as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we, am I introducing or are you introducing? You're introducing. <laughs> we have uh, Lori Parker and Wayne Knife. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you guys are paranormal investigators as well as... Now, Laura, you own the shop, is that? Yeah, I own the shop. You own the shop for eight years. For eight eight years. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And and uh, Wayne, you actually do ghost tours out of here as well, right? Uh, Laura's the sponsor of the East Bridgewater Historic Ghost Tour, and I am the narrator and creator. Oh wow! Uh, we just got a message. Okay, thank you. Anyways. Um, so how did you guys get involved in the paranormal and uh, which came first, the paranormal or the antique shop? I'll start with Laurie. Well, I had an antique shop in Elmwood section of East Bridgewater. Um, There's more than probably. one section of East Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 12, probably 12 years ago. Uh-huh. Anyway, I moved to this location and Wayne used to frequent the other shop and he was interested in antiques and history. So when I moved into the, this is an old Masonic hall, and it was built in 1892, mm-hmm. and it was perfect for an antique shop, because I didn't want to be in a strip mall, I wanted to be in a nice right. building. I've been in strip malls before. Yeah, so. I'm sure you have. And mm-hmm. so, um, anyway, Wayne and I came in once, and I was telling him some of the stories that 
uh, or experiences I had since I was in this location. And he it spiked his interest, and so he started doing some research. And we started talking about the paranormal, and everybody on our team, there are seven or eight of us, we're all, we've all had experiences. We all know there's more out there. And so that was the common bond we had. And did you form the group after speaking with each other, or is that how it happened? Or was the group already formed prior to that? I was with somebody else, and we were doing paranormal investigating, and Wayne was with his brother-in-law and um, sister. Mm. But then people that came in here, you know, we all decided we would form our own group. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, nice. You know, what's really interesting is we're sitting here in this antique store, and, and there is definitely some energy here. Uh, you can definitely feel something. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys, how long you've been investigating? Eight, eight ten years? years yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you know when you go in a location, even if you're not psychic, you you can tell if there's something there or not. Definitely. Just, right. just you can yeah. tell in the, in the atmosphere, basically. And uh, Different team members. Unless, of course, you're, you're the blonde bombshell, then she can't. <laughs> anything. Yeah, I don't feel anything. I just, you don't. I just, I know. Yeah. One of our team members gets a slight headache. Somebody mm -hmm. else might feel it in the solar plexus. Yeah. Um, so it affects people differently, like you right. know. But if they hit me in the there, head, and I just don't feel it. Terrible. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> She's not blind for nothing. Oh, uh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! But anyways, we're sitting here, and even that the meter seems to be going off just a little bit, just to just let us a know. Little, but it yep. wasn't before. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, and we talk about it, and it stops, right? <laughs> no, it'll come back. It's uh, this very po a lot of positive energy, and I don't know if it's because, I mean, I know there's energy in the building mm -hmm. because it was a funeral home at one time. Oh, it was a funeral home as well. Yeah, and nice. it was uh, David Ross Drake was an embalmer in the building. Sweet. Um, it's been a lot That's of things right over the years. It is? Embalming? <laughs> Embalming? <laughs> I only like them after they're in the ground. Um, <laughs> Not before. So Stones. Oh! Stones. That sounded like a necrophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that energy is attached to some of the items in here? Well, yeah, I was going to get to that. I mean, I, when you were in the other part of town, you were having experiences as well? Yes. Okay, so, yeah, I would imagine some of that energy was attached to some of the items that you have and are maybe some of its energies that's attached to you as well. Mm -hmm. it, maybe you have some be. little Normally, friends. I hope I have friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when we bring an item in, you in know, some places. people, yes, <laughs> I'm I got a good connection. Good. <laughs> um, people will come in and they'll say, how can you have all this old stuff? It's probably got terrible energy attracted to it. And. And I say to them, have you ever picked something up at a yard sale or at Salvation Army? Everything right. has right. layers upon layers of energy attached to it. Yeah. And so here, this is a very positive shop. We have no room in our lives or for anything negative because negative mm -hmm. will attract negative. So when we bring something in, we usually do take the meter and, you know, see if there's any energy coming from it. That's cool. Um we also do Reiki. I'm sorry. We also do Reiki in the shop to surround the shop with positive energy and oh, protection. So, yeah. so oh, that's great. So you guys have studied Reiki? Yes. Well, three of us on the uh, paranormal team, Massachusetts Area Paranormal Society, are uh, Reiki too. Mm -hmm. So when we go into a building on an investigation or a home, we use this as a tool 
to sense that there's things, and you uh, must, entities present. You must experience that too, because if you're Reiki certified, I am just, certified. Yeah, so it kind of makes you certified. Do you like to certi- see my certification? No, 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 I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> certified something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. You're just jealous. Uh-huh. Oh, That's it. But, I'm I mean, jealous. <laughs> there are lots and lots of ghost groups out there and, and paranormal groups that would never even think about going and be Reiki certified or even using Reiki. So what led you to that aspect of the uh, paranormal? I think because we knew that we were all open to it in a way, but we wanted to embellish on it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we, I mean, that has just been something I always wanted to do. And it is true. You might have a sensitivity, but it does seem to open it. Hmm. That's only my opinion. But um, it does help. Before we go into an investigation, on the way over, we might just try to meditate a little bit. And we, I know it sounds weird, but you try to meditate a little bit and you say, am I supposed to know anything about this home or this residence or this uh, business or whatever? And you will get some things, and but you don't know what to do with them. You mm-hmm. know, it mm-hmm. might be silly things like a yellow room, an Irish setter, um, a chisel, mm-hmm. for example. And so we get to the site, and lo and behold, you go in, and there's two yellow rooms. Mm-hmm. But there's no Irish setter. And in this case, Wayne was doing an interview with a previous owner of the house in Plymouth, and the gentleman said, um, we loved living in that house years ago because we could live with our grandparents and our Irish setter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then a uh, psychic medium, internationally known uh, Dawn Carr, she's worked with uh-huh. us since the beginning, and she's wonderful, invaluable to the team. And so when we were happened to be in this house, um, the woman showed us a spearhead that she found she dug up out of her basement. Oh. And Dawn Carr said, oh, well, they used that as a chisel. <laughs> and so, you know, we looked at each it other and chisel. were thinking, there's a chisel. That's so awesome. You don't know where stuff's going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. think that's a fabulous idea. I mean, I would never think of um, putting the two together, you know, the, the Reiki with the paranormal investigation. I just... But if it works... I, I, yeah, I wouldn't it, think to... But well, there's, there's it, lots it, of it all plays into each other. Yeah. When we uh, we went to Gettysburg, when Richard Felix came over here and we stayed at a, a place that went around Top Farm, uh, Laura and I drove together. God bless her. Mm-hmm. Eight hours, nine hours. Yeah, God bless her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's where I met Laura, actually, was when I went for Reiki certification. But one of the things we did is we recorded, we actually tried to project ourselves where we were going and what it looked like. And we recorded it. And sure enough, when we got there, there were certain aspects, or quite a few aspects, in fact, uh, you know, like there was a well, we knew where the well was, exactly where it was, what it looked like, everything else. There were other aspects of the the house, how many chimneys, how many doors, and that stuff. And these were all things that we had recorded in the recorder miles and miles and miles away. Yeah. But when we got there, we <laughs> already, uh, you know, they were verified that we had That's actually incredible. picked up one. Mm-hmm. I think probably everybody has this intuition or whatever they call it, but some people block it, first of all. Mm-hmm. And then others just try to, you know, let it grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Gettysburg is the place, isn't it? Oh, you yeah. step your foot on that ground, <laughs> you, you immediately feel it. It was interesting. This. The place yeah. we were in was haunted, so that was... We went to Cash Town Inn. Oh, yeah. Oh, we were yeah. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mark Nesbitt is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, I brought him up here last year, and we did some events with him. Yeah, I met Mark. And uh, when we were down here, uh, we did some events with him as well. 
Uh, one of the places we did do was the Cash Down Inn. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool place, very cool yeah. place. But the little uh, round top was, was interesting, too. It was a farm. Uh, we had some neat experiences. Maureen Wood, who was, um, I've written two books with Ghost Chronicles and Ghostly Day. Um, she's a trans medium, and I've worked with her for many, many years. This is what I, before I even believed in meetings. You're going to wear a hat. And, uh, oh, it's right. so you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so anyways, uh, when she okay. went in here, she actually saw me go into one room, and then I came out of another room. So she saw a doppelganger of me right. there. Yeah. There's another guy, uh, Jim Stonia, who was on my team, who really had no psychic ability or psychic experience at all. And he saw a cat there, and it was no cat. It was a ghost cat. And it was long enough mock that there is a ghost cat that was there. So we have a ghost cat here. Do you really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's awesome. Um, do you want to tell, tell them about it? Yeah, let's, we'd like to hear about yeah. that. Okay. Uh, Laurie and I was in the, were in the shop one day, and I was sitting in a chair with my legs sticking out into the aisle, and we saw a black, I don't know whether you want to call it, uh, West bush. It was low to the ground, and it came towards me, and it brushed against my leg. You could see the indent on the pants, and then it turned and went back into the back room of the shop, and we have both witnessed it. Awesome. Really? <laughs> Sorry. We're goofing off taking a picture. We always goof off. So have you seen it since? Every, it every once in a while, we'll see shadows in the shop or something. We were here one day. There was several customers in the shop, and a basket went flying across the floor and it uh, collided with a metal pan that Lori had and made a loud uh, and metallic that was, sound throughout the show. That was beautiful because it was all skeptics. Uh -huh. And I mean, I, I understand if I had never had experiences, I probably would be a skeptic. Mm -hmm. But those people were there and they were all making fun. Oh, you ever see anything in here? Uh, and just at that time, bang, we watched we watched that basket go across the floor and they Perfect. couldn't get out of here fast enough. <laughs> but uh, oh, there's never anything <laughs> negative here. Oh, really? Amateurs. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Originally, when I decorated my window for Christmas one day, mm -hmm. um, eight years ago, and it looked awesome, and there were two girls across the street. That's what she says. It did. It looked awesome. <laughs> there were two girls across the street. They got a new digital camera. Now, right. this is like eight years ago. Yeah. After work, um, they came and they were taking pictures up and down the street. And the following day they came in and they said, Laurie, we have something to show you, but we don't know if you want to see it. And I said, sure, what? And they said, we took a picture of your Christmas window. And I saw on three three pictures on their digital camera, honest to God, there were like 50 faces. There were like 50, <laughs> 50 faces looking out my window. Wow. And all I could assume was maybe it was the Masons, you know, how they were always in the group pictures and uh -huh. everything. Yeah. So I loved the pictures. I said, oh, my God, I want copies of them. So the girls moved. I tried tracking them down for two uh. years. They come one day. I'm selling ghost tour tickets. And um, uh. I look and up. We're going to talk about the ghost tour in a little bit. I, I look <laughs> up and ask the two really girls. Cool. And yeah. I said, where have you been? I need the pictures because... I know what I saw, right. and they had deleted them. Oh, oh my God. no! But it was eight years ago when people didn't know about right. digital cameras. Right, right. But right. that really, then that really um, increased Wayne's that started curiosity about the building. Mm -hmm. I, it was like uh, once she told me that story, I was obsessed with this building. I would drive by here every day. <laughs> I would I would get out of work at twelve thirty in the morning oh. at Hoboken Floors in Stoughton. 
I would come here and take pictures through the front window till four in the morning. Oh my, my God. God. It was like a big magnet. You're a better man than I am, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but other people take pictures too. Mm. And they used to get, you know, people used to stop them and say, you're loitering. And now oh. they don't. Now they just say, did you get anything? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crew the cops are. It's, it's interesting when we pulled up here, you could definitely feel this building had its own mm. life to it. And the, and the whole block is very exactly. exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. The, the building whole in itself. area, yeah. because it hasn't been destroyed yet. Right. And there are different businesses here that all have energies, and they all name their energies. Um, some of them don't want it to be mentioned because they might deal with children. Mm-hmm. But almost every building here has right. some activity. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of the homes. Uh, once I started doing research on this building, I started doing research on the entire area. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of things that happen here in town that we talk about on the ghost so that people don't even know a lot of tragedies here right in this block here really wow what happened well well there's a lot of people right in this neighborhood here that burnt to death in fires i mean really they dropped the kerosene lamps and they caught on fire Mm -hmm. um there were several bodies found here on west union street in the pond first they classified him as a murder Mm -hmm. and then just because they were in the pond they said it was a drowning even though there was a lot of um bruising and different wounds on the bodies Ah. a lot of um this neighborhood particularly there was a lot of uh very disastrous fires mm-hmm. back in the uh eight actually there was a house on this lot where the building the masonic building is now that uh burnt in a major conflagration back in 1886 mm-hmm. and it took the whole block out so i mean the energies that are in this shop could be from the residents that was here previous to the satucket lodge building this building mm-hmm. and this building was built specifically for the freemasons right Right. I noticed you pointed to the uh, K2 meter was over there. It's doing as a, little took, bit. a little bit of zipping. Yep. And, and I don't know about you, and that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, do you find that sometimes when you're investigating or when you're not investigating, you're just hanging around with your equipment sometimes, you find that uh, when you talk about certain things, energy, certain increases, for instance, I would say definitely, wouldn't yeah. you? And here, we like we talk a lot about the different people. We have names of people that were in this building, organizations. Once we start talking about that type of a uh, scenario, like the people that were here, mm-hmm. things happen sporadically here and there, like things will just fall over or you'll hear noises or feel cold spots within the shop. Uh-huh. I think wh- whatever is here or whoever is here is comfortable with us. We don't provoke. We don't believe in that. And I know some people do provoke, but you really don't know who you're dealing with. Right. You know, you, yeah. you could be talking to some sweet grandmother or something. Right. And you're provoking her. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know, I know that I don't agree with that personally, and I don't understand why. What don't you agree? Provoking. Oh, provoking. Why would you feel the need to provoke me? I provoke you, don't I? You provoke me all the time, but I mean, you know. Well, uh, sometimes you just you know me, to. so you can provoke me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I wouldn't provoke. I wouldn't pr- come in here and start yelling at at, at Lori and exactly. Wayne and saying, "Come over here and say hello and show yeah. yourself, show your face to me." And I've never met you before. We just don't, <laughs> we don't feel it's necessary. <laughs> no, and it's not. And actually, too, you can have all this equipment. You can have all this fancy equipment. But if you're going to, if you're supposed to get a message, right? You're going to get. I it. think you should, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what we definitely. feel. Definitely. definitely. 
So actually, a bit of only you have a, a question from the chat room, and we can't see the chat room. Normally, Ann monitors it. Uh, we're on two chat rooms, Pararex Radio, as well as the Tojanet one. And someone's asking where we are. Oh, yes, we're at uh, we're in my little old hometown of East Bridgewater, Massachusetts, at a lovely little antique store called Mrs. Swift's and More. And uh, is there a more or is it more? M O O R E. Mrs. So, Swift and Mrs. Moore were two elderly ladies that I knew um, when I was young. So uh, I decided to name it after them, Mrs. Swift. Oh, and that's Mrs. nice. Moore. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. I think that's that's. So it's on 12 West Union Street in East Bridgewater. There you go. Um, Do you have a website? Uh, well, MassachusettsAreaParanormalSociety.com. Ah, it's, yeah. you know, I, I meant to add, tell you about that's a long freaking. I know, uh, but we don't want to make it? it too easy for people. MassachusettsAreaParanormal.com <laughs> and, and you know, antiques. And antiques. Well, <laughs> and, our and team's antiques. actually based out of here, so mm -hmm. we get a lot of people that come in, right, with pictures and telling us about their houses. So, I mean, we're based out of the antique shop. So it's the antique so shop and our head. People come in and they say, you're going to When you say you're crazy, based but... out of an antique shop, I mean, how are you based out of it? It's just... Well, this is where our headquarters is. This is where the team meets, and this is where okay, we go all the evidence. This is where people bring in the Go all the evidence? Where? <laughs> it's, it's a very close argument. Evidently. <laughs> if, if people... Um, we're just, in this room, and it's yeah. like chock full of if, antiques. If people right? could see where we're sitting right now, it's it's really it's funny. Amazing. Because it's really cool. It's it's a beautiful antique shop, but there oh, is literally... The it's play, wonderful. There's more hats. Can we play dress there's up later? There's more hats. I have a hat on. I'm a, I'm a hat freak, so I just... I, as soon as we came we in here. Play dress up. Yes, but anyways, there's right. there's stuff everywhere here, mm -hmm. beautiful stuff, and it's like you don't know what to look at first. <laughs> we also so, sell our, our t-shirts from here, yeah. we sell our hats from here. When we have a function, like mm -hmm. we did have a murder mystery, an evening to die upstairs. Oh, cool. So we sell tickets out here. That was here. incredible. Um, it that was wonderful. So is this the Masonic Hall? This is the Masonic Upstairs Masonic. was the Masonic Hall, right. yes. It's the third floor. Satucket uh, Lodge. Yeah, but um, people come in all the time. They just moved into the area. They have an activity in their houses. Mm -hmm. Wayne, who's a genealogist, knows a lot of history about the different houses, and he has articles and whatnot. So it's a, a great place. Margaret Alexander comes in all the time, and the two of them go back and forth the with the history. The renowned town historian. <laughs> who's Ma Margaret Alexander? Margaret is our, our resident town historian. Yes. She's like 105. She's she's up there. No, she's not she, 105. But she's not my age. She can run circles around many she's, people. She actually she, went on our uh, several of our investigations <laughs> with the team, and she, she loved yeah. it. Really? Yes. She wouldn't have a flashlight. She wouldn't have a light. She had the headlight. My type of woman. Yeah. I hate Flashlights. No, no, we don't. Absolutely. Hate flashlights. Yeah. Don't tell us. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh. Someone's so concerned. Well, you know, I don't want to talk our way oh right God, over the break. You're so anal. Oh, well, shut can I up. Tell you one thing? Yeah. You tell us two things <laughs> okay. if you like. Okay. There were two women that always came in the shop to shop, and they mm -hmm. were waiting for the ghost tour tickets to be on sale. Right. We usually sell them in September. So, one we woman. Take it. One woman came in. Absolutely. That'd be fun. And she only bought one ticket. And I said, why didn't, isn't your friend going to have the other ticket? And she said, my friend won't come in the shop anymore. And I said, why? She told me that her friend went by the shop at 2.30 one summer night in August 
and she saw a gentleman in front of my shop in a long black coat. Ooh. And she looked through her, and a top hat. She looked through her really? rearview mirror because she thought, who's wearing a long black coat in August? Right, exactly. And just then she saw him walk through my door. Through the door. He didn't open it. He didn't. She panicked. She called her friend at quarter three in the morning and oh, said, God Oh my God, I've never experienced God anything like that. I know. So the friend went alone, but that's okay. People go, can go alone. Hmm. But anyways, um, the interesting thing uh, about it too is this, as you mentioned, this was a funeral parlor. But could have this been the undertaker? The undertaker was actually on the other side of the building. Yeah. There were two undertakers here, actually. Um, Prophet and Flynn, which is a uh, prophet. For William Prophet from Bridgewater, oh, wow. and then uh, David Ross Drake, who was a very peculiar character, who we actually we actually set up a funeral home for the ghost store right in the front window. And he was the embalmer. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, we do. We set up. Have you ever gone by and you seen the the coffin and no. all the flowers? You guys are I cool. Haven't, you know, you know what? I like hanging around. I, with you guys. I, I know, and I, I this was the year that I was going to go on the tour. <laughs> And I'll tell you that why I've never been on the tour is because you're scared. <laughs> I'm wicked yeah, scared. Yeah, I'm yeah. really. Hey, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. She, stayed, she stayed. In, she slept with me, and I. And I did not sleep with house. you. I would have been in the same room in a haunted house. If she could do that, she could do it. I slept in the God, same God, room. God. That's what I meant. The yeah. same the room. Same, I, yeah, right. haunted Victorian yeah. Gardner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stayed over. Um, Ice cold, freezing. But the reason that I never have been on the ghost tours is because we had we camped. Oh. every weekend yeah. right through Columbus Day. Yeah. So by the time we were done camping, God you guys forbid, were done with the ghost tours. Like camping. You know? Well, you could have camped out on the ghost tour route, and then you would have seen well, the yeah, ghost tour. Well, we were out in Western Mass. So. <laughs> Central Cemetery. I know. So this year, I'm like, um, we were out of the campsite earlier this year because it was kind of the end of our, our time there. But um, I'm like, I'm going to go on the ghost tour this year. <laughs> You're not having a ghost tour this year. Yeah, we, we almost were, did. The posters oh, really? were out there. All saw, the photos yeah. were in. All the I was newspapers. Go. We and were we... short of characters this year. We usually have 12 characters, oh. and a lot of them were going off to school. Yeah. So, so they we were through. And we're gonna, we're, we're, we're coming yeah. up on the break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about that ghost tour because it's kind of a unique ghost tour, and I'd really like to talk about it a little bit. If Ian lets me, of course. <laughs> no. It is quite unique. Not going to yeah, let you talk. But, and maybe you could tell them about the incident you had in Angel Alley. <laughs> Ooh, sounds good to me. Nice. But, uh, you know, I mean, this is, you guys are like so lucky you have a, a nice location. And actually, here comes the beat. So it's time to uh, take our break right now. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles um, Next Generation right here on TojiNet, PowerX, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And we'll be right back after the following messages. So stay tuned. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that fabulous game. Welcome to Tokenet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ian and our special special guests. <laughs> Shut up. Lori Parker and we Wayne Nye. <laughs> of Mrs. Swifts and More and MAPS, Massachusetts Area Paranormal Society. Hey! And Wayne, right. did you say Wayne Nye? I said Wayne Nye. Did you say Wayne Nye? I did. I didn't yeah. hear you say did Wayne Nye. Did you say Ron? Yes, he did. Probably not. <laughs> I know she did. At least. Okay. Whatever. So, yeah. So, anyways, um, Wayne, you run these ghost tours, which start when and, and how long have you been doing them? And tell us, tell us about them because they're really cool. Well, I went on a ghost tour down well, in Before Plymouth. you even start on them, let me, let me get this. I mean, you know, um, Anne does face painting and stuff, right? So, she's doing this conference and, and she's there's a special thing you're doing. What is it? Hannah? No, this, no you're right. collecting things for her. Because? Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to a um, face painting conference. Right. And, and they're going to have an auction. for and... To raise money for a special cause. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyways, I, I donated some paranormal stuff. So anyways, Ann was mad at me. So I decided to come down not here mad at him. and bring them to her. And I said, while I'm down here, why don't we do a, uh, a, a radio show here? So because she's always complaining that. You know, I never come down. I'm not always complaining. So, anyways. But anyways. So, I, I went on the internet and looked at it. Haunted places. Don't believe him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Haunted places in East Bridgewater, <laughs> if any existed. And uh, first thing there I found many, many. was your tour, Wayne. I mean, it was, uh, and I was just, not only are they haunted places, but they have ghost tours. That's what is right. this again? How come you never told me I'm that? holding out. I so didn't want you to know. It was that's a secret. That's how I, I contacted you. So I was amazed that East Bridgewater had a ghost tour. I mean, Salem has them. Boston has it. The, the big tourist. But they're not like Not East like Bridgewater. us. Yeah. So, not like so us. So let's, right. let's talk about, first of all, why did you get involved in starting a ghost tour? And, and tell us all about it. My sister, Crystal, and her boyfriend, Rick, and myself were down in Plymouth. We stayed at the Haunted Trask Museum for a weekend around Memorial Day, and we actually took the ghost, one of the ghost tours in Plymouth. And while we were on the tour, I was paying attention to the crowd and noticing that people were on their cell phones, people were oh. yawning, and they tell you things, but they're not very specific. A guy killed his wife and put her in the wall here, but no year, no names. So when I came back after that weekend, I came to see Lori, and I said, we ought to do our own ghost tour, because I, trying, from doing research on this building in the neighborhood, I came up with so much information. All the information fit the, uh, the ghost tour route perfectly. So the first year we did, did it. Did you th think you could actually draw people to Definitely. East Bridgewater? East Bridgewater. Well, the first year we did it, I was a little, like, nervous because I have never spoken in front of people. But now we do PowerPoint presentations for different groups. So mm -hmm. we put the tour together, and it was a big success the first year. And it was only an hour long. And it was only an hour. An hour is a long tour. No, it's two and a half hours. And sometimes, oh, God bless you. Sometimes Wait a minute, that's not a tour. That's an exercise. <laughs> well... 
So we put this tour together. Lori sponsors it. We sell tickets out of the shop here. I'm the narrator. I created the route, and the stories fit in with the route that we have. We have many props. We have all these costumes. With the undertake here in this particular building, we start at the town hall in East Bridgewater, which is haunted, by the way, and mm -hmm. Anne should know that. Her yeah. team investigated it as oh, well as okay. our team. Yeah, a couple times, yeah. We start there at the town hall. We come down into the village here, which it was called back down, which is the center of East Bridgewater. Uh, we have a morgue set up here at the rear of the uh, former Masonic building. What? We have all the embalming tools. You have the a morgue? table. embalming tools from Gettysburg. Yes. Ooh. And the embalming <laughs> table. We have an undertaker. We act out props. We have about 12 characters. We set up a funeral home in the front window of Laurie's shop with a casket with authentic funeral home drapes. We have a bride in the casket <laughs> as well as another bride, and we tell you the story about being buried alive. As we go along the route, we, I tell you stories and different events that happen, and everything ties together once we get up to Central Cemetery. We stop at Francis Millett's grave, who went down on the Titanic, and he was a resident here in East Bridgewater, yeah. as well as one of the graves of Lizzie Borden's lawyer, who was also buried here. We also have a Lizzie Borden character played by Megan Mahone. They actually bury lawyers? What? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> And Paul, uh, Paul Coletti plays the lawyer, and I mean, the cast that we have does a magnificent job. We have Dean Amelie, who plays one of the brides in the uh, ghost tour. Josephine, she's fabulous. A.K.A. Josephine, she does an awesome job on the tour. And we're a I little disappointed. Everybody does. Everybody Every, does. Yes, I said everybody on mm. the tour, especially Father Kelly. He's... he's Wait I'm not going to say anything about it. And gotta... the brothel girls from across the street. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the I'm definitely Chinese going guy. on this ghost tour. <laughs> the Chinese guy from the old Brandon, Chinese laundry. Brandon, who plays laundry. a Chinese laundry man. Uh, there's yeah. so many characters, and what's beautiful about it is he tells the story, and then there's, we're not actors and actresses, but there are cameo appearances, so mm -hmm. it's not unusual to see the constable walking down the street with his you know, <laughs> stick in his, his hand. Billy club. And they're oh, all yeah. old-fashioned costumes. Yeah, awesome. They're all old-fashioned costumes. Oh, this is costumes. really cool. Yeah, because yeah. didn't the dry cleaners used to be a brothel? What's no, right the building, oh, the building right across, across the street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> uh, local shuttlebug. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> But uh, it is, it's a fabulous tour, and like I said, we're not tooting our own horn. You, we have people come in here and say it's better than the tour in Salem, better than the one in Gettysburg. Ooh. And what we do wow. is uh, we pass out souvenirs. The Undertaker passes out souvenirs. Lori, who sponsors the tour, Locks I always lose my voice. <laughs> we always give, at the end of the tour, each participant gets a souvenir. Really? At the end of the tour, when we're done... It usually runs from the last week of September, Friday and Saturday nights, through the first weekend of November. And at the end of the tour, after selling all the tickets, we donate money to the D.A.R.E. program with the East Bridgewater Police Department, Central Cemetery, who we get permission from uh, Margaret Alexander to walk through, as well as the cemetery, and the selectmen, who let us use the parking lot, which is a big plus. <laughs> Um, we also donate money to the different food pantries. We go out and get food and donate food. Do you make any money on the tours yourself? Not too much. Well, after paying for the, uh, we usually do a radio broadcast with the uh, Brockton channel, which I don't think is in operation anymore. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry to yeah. hear that they did, a, they did a fabulous uh, radio. They were wonderful. Yeah, they and our ad was phenomenal. Well, yeah. we could. Yeah. It was great. Oh, yeah. I just want to tell you, on the tour, yeah. 
uh, we have had paranormal things happen. Really? Coming out of the alleyway, which Lori named Angel Alley because of some pictures that were taken in the alley. We were walking up the alley and stepped out onto West Union Street. We probably had about 30 people in the group for that particular tour. And I was getting ready to tell a story. And I wear a purple cloak. Purple's a very spiritual color. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, something actually grabbed this little piece of material with two buttons that holds the cloak on and pulled it like three inches away from my body ah. and the buttons popped off and the cloak fell onto the sidewalk in front of the entire you know underneath. <laughs> on that particular occasion <laughs> yes. wow but it was awesome because people saw it not so they just, actually saw it not yes. just one oh, button yes. cool. was that's loose you know cool. both, both of them popped my the cloak God. fell to the ground everybody said oh, did you see that on oh, another occasion wow. a woman who frequents the shop we were going up angel alley and a psychic had a premonition that someone was, if that's the correct word, chased down the alley and blocked in at both ends and brutally murdered. Oh. So I tell the story before we go up the alley. One woman in the group said it felt like something was going through her hair, like running its hands through her hair. Lori actually snapped some photographs for our website up the alley, and there's a huge orb. I know a lot of people don't believe in orbs, but there, there was is a, a such thing. Orb. There was a big orb right, right above this particular head. woman's yeah. head. Yeah. And wow. we also, one more thing, and then I don't want to hog the international psychic <laughs> medium, Dawn Carr, actually accompanied us on the tour one night. We didn't announce that she was with us. She actually walked the tour with us. And when we get into areas where I know there's paranormal activity, I have everyone in the group make a ghost noise, which ghosts don't really make that noise. <laughs> They no, really? Money. It's fun anyway. And it oh. brings up the energy level in the crowd, which can <laughs> attract spirits because they need energy to manifest. Mm -hmm. So now I forget where I was going. walked along with us on the tour, and at the end of the tour, we asked her, I introduced her, and I asked her if she saw anything, and she said that there were a bunch of different people following us along the road. And I, everything that I tell you has been thoroughly researched. I use the names of the, the actual names, the dates, everything on the tour. Everything has been thoroughly researched so you know what year it happened, the date, the, everything. So it is a historic tour. Yes. It's definitely. It's awesome. It's cool. And, and oh. there's, there's all these characters, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. the characters, it, it wouldn't, the tour would be nothing without the characters. I think that's a great idea. And they, awesome all, job. they all play more than one part, so they're not hanging around for two and, hours. And what, waiting. what do these tours start, and, and when do they run? It's, it's usually Friday and Saturday nights. We start, it starts at 7 o'clock once the church bells toll <laughs> at the town hall, East Bridgewater Town Hall parking lot. And... Like it's usually two hours, but sometimes my mom just keeps going, and it turns out to be three. Um, you got the last weekend of uh, September, this week of November. One tour a night? Once, yes. Mm -hmm. One tour a night. Yes. And, and, and also what's the cost of the tours? cost is $15. Oh, that's reasonable. And each, yeah. and okay. each so that, that each, amount of time, that's very Each reasonable. participant, like I said, gets a... Uh, a, um, I think you should raise the price. Silver that's just me. <laughs> if we did that, we wouldn't have anyone going. Of course, it is East Bridgewater. I don't know what. Well, the thing is, too, it is. It can be a long tour, but it's not like you're running a marathon. It's very interesting, and everybody is right. involved in the whole thing, and people are laughing and talking among mm -hmm. But if somebody gets to the cemetery mm -hmm. and they can't continue, listen with it, or whatever, we just. No. 
they go home and they come back the following night. And so they can continue it on another From night. From where they we left don't. off, we'll let them continue without the free of charge. No. Yeah. They already paid for the yeah, tickets. That's, oh, that's I nice. mean, how many people go out on this tour at one time? Well, we have anywhere from 15 in a group, and I think the largest group we had was 50. Oh, my God. We like around 40. Yeah. Because. 40, maybe, I mean, 40 is a, a large crowd. It, it is. is. It really and is. Every year I lose my voice talking because yeah. we. I, that's why we have all the different characters. I mean, I get to it rest my voice, yeah. but I still lose my voice. And many of the people won't stand up close to Mr. Nye because he looks scary. Excuse me. So if everybody would move I re up. I regret to hear that I look scary. If everybody would move mm. up, they could hear, you know, hear everything. Once in a while when a motorcycle mm -hmm. goes by or a car. Mm -hmm. It's that, um, you know, when we do, we do tours for the principal at, at Fort Constitution. And I'm one of those guys no matter how much I study, and I just can't remember dates and names. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're very lucky. And I have a partner that I do this with, uh, Jeremy Dontremont, who is is very much like you. He's very wants to know all that. And, <laughs> so he's like that. So it works out good for us. So mm -hmm. uh, you're very lucky. I mean, I know I couldn't do this tour because uh, I would get like crushed. And I wouldn't know. You know, this guy, he got buried and yeah, died yeah. And somewhere over yeah, here and yeah, right. got shot by something. I think it was that down the street. I oh, well, remember. maybe. Maybe, <laughs> well, maybe it was this other guy. There's so much information that I that I uh, know about this area. Mm -hmm. Like I, on the particular night of the tour, I want to talk about one thing, and there's so much. I'll try to think about what I got to say. Where I, if I'm standing in point A, I'll think about what I got to say yeah. when I get at point B. Sometimes I forget, so I'll tell a different story because yeah. I know so much information. So I mean, the so only person that knows yeah. is me. But uh, and it's a very active, a very active tour with the, the patrons the characters interact with them to make them part of the tour so they're not just listening to each other, you know, to the characters right. talk. We make them part of it. Which is good. It's, that's mm. the, you know, people want an experience. Oh, so I mean, we get, yeah, they want we that get interaction. so many people yeah. that come in and when are you doing the next one? Mm. And a lot of people were disappointed we didn't do it this year, but yeah. like Man I said, was. we were short, I was. We <laughs> were short <laughs> of characters and I mean, we want to give people their money's worth. Right. We wanted to do it 100%. We wanted it to be the best it could be. Right. So right. we didn't want to settle. Right. If it's 95, no, it's, it's not good enough. Absolutely. It's got to be 110 yeah. like this. And there's so us. much history in the area and that this is one reason too. He was coming in with all this information about the area, and I, and I said, half the people in East Bridgewater don't even know about no. this. Mm -hmm. No, So this is a, a fun way to learn the history and of the area. The other half people never heard of East Bridgewater. Yeah, and it it's funny because the I think it was the year before you guys started doing these tours, um, back when they had the Friends of Sachem Rock. I had done a little lantern walking, walking tour. tour. Yeah. Um, and learn and talk to Margaret, you know, because yeah. she's the go-to, oh, you know, yeah. she's the go-to girl. You did it too. Well, yeah, it was just kind of an informal thing. And you, actually, you did the tour. I did. Not the to tour? the extent they did. You led the tour? I led the tour. Oh, my God. I led the tour. Well, I'm a townie. I'm amazed. I'm a townie, for goodness sake. Good some stuff. rock? There is. Um, what? You could talk about some rock. Some rock? That's a very prestigious That's one. Sachem Rock. That's sacrilegious. Sachem Rock. That is the that is the um the that's the rock where where East Bridgewater is found. They came up. 
Well, not quite the Mayflower, but that's where the Indian... The Greyhound bus. The the Native Americans, quote, unquote, gave us, uh, sold us the land. Yeah. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. 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 It all happened right here. Isn't that like behind your high school or something? Um, No, down the street. Right down the street. There's a story that's coming back to me. Well, it's it's Sachem Rock Farm. So you you do a lot of work with Mike Markowitz and Markowitz, uh, Michael Markowitz. He cannot get it right. But anyways, yes. So did he ever do like EVPs there? We did EVPs down there. Yeah. Did he get anything? Yeah. Um, yeah, he said he, well, he had always, someone he saying, gets he had someone saying <laughs> I want you. to kill you. <laughs> yeah, we heard that. We, <laughs> we actually went to one of Mike's um, presentations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was at Bay State Paranormal. Was, yeah. yeah, we was, heard it. Yeah. He has some incredible EVPs. Yeah. Well, we got EVPs, yeah, there, but they didn't say, I'll kill you. Yeah. I was no. going to ask you, did you get EVPs here as well? I mean, you guys That was EVPs. an incredible investigation. It was a great investigation. Yeah. Of a rock. No, there's well, a, the farm itself was the Indian land. Around. The house that's there, there's a house that we investigated, which was a former doctor's residence. Yeah. Mm. And it, I mean, even today, they're renovating it for the East Bridgewater Senior Center. And the, I went down to the uh, That's job what you were site. telling me about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I now it's coming center. back to me. I oh, went yeah. to the job Heroes. site to take pictures. And you the guy said, the you can't center. be in here without a hard hat. And I said, oh, I, we did a paranormal investigation here. And he goes, did you find anything? I said, yes. And he said, in the daytime or at night? I said, at night. And he said to me, well, all my workers are complaining about stuff going on in here. And he goes, don't tell me where in the house you found stuff. He mentioned the exact same two rooms that we found stuff. Tools have been missing. And he goes, they're afraid in there. Wow. I thought was incredible. And then I actually got a call a year after we did our investigation. Mm -hmm. And the gentleman was calling me from uh, uh, District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., and he lived in that house when he was a child. And really? he said even his mother said that there was something in this house, mm-hmm. and he lived there back in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even he— uh, Before the Bannemans? Way before the Morehouse yeah. family. Oh, okay. Right. So he, he validated what we came up with paranormal uh, activity there. He actually validated it as far back as the 40s, which was wow. incredible. And then this this construction crew that's doing the fabulous job of renovating it, mm-hmm. they've actually experienced problems also, which is also incredible. Oh, that's great. I hadn't heard that. I yes. had not heard that. On the one EVP there, it was the old-fashioned phone ringing. Do you remember? Inside oh, the house, we got a yeah. phone ringing. We got an antique really? car horn, you know, with the well, old-fashioned. I, mean, I, I have my phone ring. My, my phone rings the antique, too. <laughs> but there was, there's no power in the house. Yeah, we but might have, have a cell phone. It doesn't need power. <laughs> well, we didn't have any phones with us. Bring a cell so phone you in. say. Yeah. yeah. And then we actually, on Sachem Rock, one of our investigators, Karen, left her EVP record, and you can actually hear a baby crying, and then you can hear a, like, a like, like when the baby comes out. Oh, my God. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, we we, we actually power. brought a um, a Tommy drum. Mm-hmm. And That's a great idea. Went, al- mm-hmm. went along the uh, trail, <clears throat> excuse me, above Satucket River, where they found many skeletons in the past in Indian artifacts, and I played the Tommy drum to try to lure in the energies. Mm-hmm. And um, there was actually a loud crash in the woods ahead of us, which startled <laughs> us, but nothing appeared yeah. in front of us. But usually if we go into a uh, location, we'll try to bring, like when we did the town hall, we brought an antique top hat, 
a pair of women's high button shoes, some antique dolls, mm-hmm. and an old uh, portrait to try to it's see if any of the energies yeah. will yeah. relate to the items that we bring in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. She brought a scalp. That's amazing. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we figured the Tommy drum would kind of uh, stir up things up. That was a full. Yeah. 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 Oh, skin it. So, anyways, I mean, we are running down the the bottom of the show, and are you feeling energy in here now? This place always has energy. Should we try to do something here? Just like the crowd. I noticed that. Thinking when we were talking well, maybe, about the ghost, but when you talk about now. the shop, maybe, maybe we, just we, can, maybe we can do that. Right? Wayne, you want to grab that uh, K2 meter here and maybe we can try something. What do you think? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, it might like the, uh, well, the laptop. Well, we need it over here because we wanted to, <laughs> we wanted to do its thing. I just right? don't want it to be near the electrical well, appliances. I mean, bring, put it here like it's set. Okay. So it's definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. But it wasn't over there. I want to see if we can get to have the spirits react to it. So we can't do it. Well, I suppose we, yeah. Well, what if I stand over here? I have to stand over there. Why? All right, Maurice. All right, so. He's got his pendulum. Laurie's here, and and I'm going to use a pendulum, but I'm going to use a Using to draw our energy closer to us. Mm-hmm. I think I'll change a little too. I'm sure you do. Ah, I'll be down tomorrow. No. <laughs> Have you talk? Okay. If there is any energy, and I guess, please make your presence be known. You know we're all friends here, mm-hmm. and we don't provoke. We are not here to threaten you. We know that you want to have a story. Okay. Can you ask them to come close and ask them if they would? Uh, you need to come closer, I think, because um, both are cutting out. Oh, we're losing up, so I guess that's not going to yes. work. All right. We're, 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 we are moving around, sorry. Okay. <laughs> So we got trouble. Down. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So we were going to do a little experiment, but what after? Okay, we can do that. The real cold, icy cold, like an air conditioner be blasting, and customers will say, oh, "Did you feel that? Did wow. you notice that? Or the strong smell of perfume up near the cash register? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. the cigar smoke in the back?" Uh, oops, I'm sorry. I, oh, I just wanted to say the very first time that international psychic medium Don Carr walked through that. You like that, saying that, don't you? <laughs> 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 I, I, I Don's our girl. You, know, you introduced her. That's good. <laughs> the very first Don time Carr. she came through that door. Who was that? We actually have a photograph that was oh, taken Angie. through the front window. Shut up, Brian. Oh. An right, leaning on the antique sign inside the shop at like two in the morning in the picture that was taken through really? the front window, which we have here with us. No, I, I've got to tell you something. Ever, ever since I've come into this store, I can picture someone standing in that door over there. Yeah. 
is is that ever happened here? Or? Definitely, it's we, a man, and he doesn't come out beyond that. Door. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm getting right now. I have chills. I I'm I getting it too, right here. Really? And this is where okay. I get it. So we we. Oh, look at look at. And it jumped up. Okay, yeah. we we're talking about it. Yeah. Ah, we wow. actually had a séance there one night. There was yeah. nine of us at the table. Where, no one, where the hell do you put a table in here? <laughs> we made rum. Okay. <laughs> and we were at the table doing the seance, and no one had gotten up from their original seating arrangement, and the motion sensor in the back room actually went off that somebody had come through the door. It was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Oops, sorry. I'm but that's one thing I, I, I didn't notice when I first came in. It, it, it's a uh, crowd, the way I explain it. Uh, it is Well, but uh, I definitely, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone saw someone standing there. Really, I mean, I can. People see someone standing there all the time. Oh, come on. There's little kids. Mothers yeah. come in here with their little kids. Little yeah, kids. I'll let, Laurie, I'll, let, yes, okay. I'll let Laurie tell the story. A woman was in, came in probably two months ago, mm -hmm. and she had her little son with her. Three, two and a half or three. She goes into the back room, and in the back room, you'll see I have some pictures of babies on the wall. Mm -hmm. She comes to the and she said, did you know your shop is haunted? Oh. <laughs> and I said, no. And she said, my son just pointed to the corner in the back room, and he said, Mama, see the bed? And I said, oh, is he talking about the pictures on the wall? She said, no, he was pointing to the floor. Oh. She said, the strange thing is, Three years ago, when I brought my other son, who was the same age as this little one, he went into the back room and pointed in the same corner and said, Mama, see the baby. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Both brothers, three years apart. Wow. Isn't that wonderful? That is. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, things just happen. All the time. Somebody came in. They just moved to the area from an apartment in, what, in uh, Weymouth. And he said, in the basement. So they moved to the new house, and he said, you're not going to believe it. I heard that, Did too. Did you just hear voices? Yeah. yeah. And in the back was a black pot, and he said, how could it be? It was in Weymouth. The house in Weymouth was his children. The new house, the children are still seeing the woman they refer to as their friend. Hmm. I said to him, where did you find the black pot in relationship to where they see the, their friend? And he said, oh my gosh, it's in the corner of their bedroom, and the black pot was in the cellar under the, the corner. Really? And so I likes the pot. Put some flowers, use it. And so he starts <laughs> leaving, and he said, thank you so much for talking to me, because now I, I know I'm not crazy. He starts leaving, and... He, I could hear this name, Sadie, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to make a fool. I said to him, um, I know this sounds crazy, but I think her name might be Sadie. He comes over to the cash register and says, what did you say? And I said, I think her name is Sadie. I know it sounds crazy. He said, we just got a puppy for our two children, and that's the name. Oh, my God. So, uh, wow. So, so happen yep. all the time. Anyways, yeah. uh, I did hear the bell. That means yep. the pizza's here. So pizza it's time. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, the finish, and once again, we are at the 
well, where are we? Mrs. Swift's and Moore's in East Bridgewater, Massachusetts. And we're talking with Lori Parker and and their website. ParanormalSociety.com. There you go. <laughs> and this is fun. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your store because normally you're closed this time. Usually. Yeah. And I do appreciate it. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.